Hey Gather, Grow, Go listeners, this is Jess Kiefer here to say that during this time of quarantine and social distancing and all of the things, uh, we are not meeting in person to do this podcast. We're not having to uh, worry about the sharing microphones and being closer than six feet sitting around a table, all that kind of stuff. And so we've been, uh, if you've noticed probably, we've been doing it over Zoom uh, and recording within Zoom for the last uh, few weeks now, definitely, and are continuing to do that. And so just know that uh, any audio weirdness that could happen, we've, we've actually had a pretty good run with Zoom so far. I don't think there's been that many issues, but if at any point, um, you know, it seems like the internet's kind of getting wonky or cutting in and out and anything like that. I'll just apologize in advance for that and just say we're doing the best we can uh, right now. And we will get back to doing these in-person recordings uh, whenever we feel uh, like we can do that safely. And so um, that's just a little note from me at the beginning. Um, and with that being said, let's get into today's podcast. Hey, Gather, Grow, Go family. This is Pastor Daniel, and we want to let you know that we're embarking on a new season of this podcast journey together. And we know that many places in our lives during this season have been impacted dramatically by the COVID-19 pandemic. And so we wanted to take a minute um, in this moment of our shared life together to talk with business and community leaders from across our community to, to learn and grow what their experience has been like where they have been impacted by this pandemic and, and where they have seen God in the midst of this. We hope that you enjoy this journey with us. We know that the conversations will be enriching and good to our soul. And I hope that there are moments along the way where you can identify your experience and the experience of others. So that even in this moment where we are socially distant, we are not spiritually distant. We are not isolated. Instead, we are together. We will talk to five different folks over the course of the next five weeks, and we hope you're enriched by this conversation. Thanks again for joining us today. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. And today on the podcast, we are kicking off a new series looking at how COVID-19 has impacted our life from across uh, our Cleburne community here. We'll talk to different community leaders, educators, business owners, medical professionals. We'll even have the mayor on here in a little while. Uh, but today we are joined by our first guest. And, and you know, he's number one in your playbook and number one in your heart. And uh, we are so excited to, to have uh, Dr. Tennyson here with us. He's a good old Baylor bear. He, he's an orthodontist. Um, his, his daughter is good friends with my daughter. And, you know, and he's a ginger. What else could you want from, <laughs> from a guy uh, in, in this pandemic world? And, you know, also a deeply committed follower of Jesus. And we're, Jason, thankful that you're joining us here today. And um, welcome to podcasting via Zoom. It is an interesting endeavor. Well, th thanks for having me. I, uh, you, you know, you're starting from the bottom and there's nowhere to go but up. So I, that's an excellent strategy, guys. That's it. The The theme song, if we can get the rights for it for episode five, will be we started from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here. Uh, now we're here. Um, it'll be good. No, Jason, we are, we're so excited. And 
We just want to begin by wondering if you'd share with us. So we know this pandemic has impacted billions of people in lots of different ways. Um, in a general sense, what, what, if anything, has it changed in your day-to-day life? And um, kind of how are things going right now? Well, um, you, things are going well. I think, you know, I fall, generally fall in the middle on lots of things. I rarely go to either extreme. And, um, and so I think that we've, my family has, has handled this pretty well, uh, in a healthy way. We are taking it very seriously as, as everyone should. And at the same time, try not to live in fear. Uh, I think that I want to give you guys, uh, at FUMC, um, credit on your approach as well. I think you've had a very measured, balanced approach. So kudos to you guys. Um, so we, we've been handling it well. We've got four, four introverts in our, in our family. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So it, it, it hasn't affected us emotionally as much, but our, our youngest, Mm. uh, Chloe's friend, Ellie is, is a bit of an extrovert. She's the She's the black sheep and it has, it has affected her. Um, and she's also the one that it's most difficult to explain why she can't go and, and hug her friends and play with them. And, um, so that's, you know, I would say in in our little type family unit, that's been the, maybe the most difficult part Mm. is is trying to put the reins on the extrovert a bit. (laughs) Well, and there is something about, I mean, especially in this dynamic where I don't know about you, you obviously are, you know, a medical professional and probably understand the baseline of this thing substantially better than uh, 95% of the population. Um, But there's so much that we are learning and trying to understand in an ongoing way in the, in the nature of this pandemic that then trying to distill that in a conversation that your five-year-old can come alongside with. Um, or even your nine or 10 year old uh, can come alongside with it is just, it's one of the challenges of this day and age um, that, that we kind of. I felt like when you said that you had four introverts in your household, that you were going to be saying like, you've each marked out your own corners that no one can go <laughs> to from these hours to these hours, that kind of thing. <laughs> we've, we spent a lot of time together, so that's good. It's uh, yeah. just th- the um the impact of it on just our time in community and you know uh, we uh, this is not a podcast on on um extroversion versus introversion so i won't get too nerdy with it but you know introverts we're not necessarily shy people we just get we just have our energy uh drained a bit when we're around other people for a long period of time so we just we replenish our energy uh when we're by ourselves. Right. So we haven't lost a lot of energy, I guess you could say about Mm. without being around a lot of people, except for our little firecracker, Ellie. Wow. Where, you know, within you, you're a community leader on a lot of different fronts, both officially and unofficially. Um, You lead a thriving business here in town. Where in those places of leadership have you seen impacts from uh, COVID-19 and, uh, maybe some expected and some unanticipated. Um, you know, one thing that I didn't anticipate the 
the gravity of it was in for a long time, I've tried to keep, <clears throat> excuse me, keep in mind um, that I'm just, you know, I'm an orthodontist. I move teeth and jaws, uh, but that's, that's just kind of what I do in order to help minister to people's lives. What we want when, when people walk out of our door is for them to feel like they're worth more than just a set of teeth. Mm -hmm. and to know that they are loved and that they have value. And one of the things that I did not expect was just how, how much anxiety and stress that this would cause mm -hmm. uh, parents. And, you know, most of what I treat, 75% of the people that come see me are, are kids. And so I don't just... Um, minister to the children it's also to parents as well and uh many times well right now i'll give you a, an example we we ask parents if they feel comfortable to just stay in the car especially if they have other siblings and send their child in to see us and then i go out to the car afterward uh, to update parents on where we are in treatment and a lot of times when I go out to the cars, uh, you can tell that I'm the first adult that they've talked to in, in a few months in person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and oh. they want to, uh, sometimes they just want to unload the stress and tell me how they feel about something. And sometimes they just, they just want to talk, not necessarily about COVID, but just about anything. And I've noticed that, uh, that my role uh, is, is not just to straighten someone's teeth and jaws. It's, it's to um, also help shepherd and care for uh, mm. uh, emotional and mental health of people see me as well. Mm. Wow. I think that's so, yeah, that's so beautifully put. Cause I think that's one of the like things that we have overlooked even pre uh, world pandemic is the ministry of the gift of listening and presence of how much Christ can show up in that space when we're willing to just show up. And I love that, you know, you're, you're seeing that. And I imagine in that space, you know, you leave saying, saying like, I saw Christ in that parent's face, even as, you know, the worry and anxiety shifted a bit, maybe not always. Yeah, that totally agree with that. Um, I have definitely had some, parents unknowingly speak truth into me too mm. at the car, you know? Yeah. Um, when, I'm, when I'm there um, fretting about keeping all the rules and regulations that have been put on us as we've reopened, um, some of them have, have spoke, spoken um, good words into me and peace and uh, trust. So, yeah, it's been a two-way street there. I love that. I wonder where else, like, I loved how you put it earlier in the conversation of like, you're not someone who wants to go to either extreme. Um, and I think that's so much of, you know, what we see all over in the world right now is let's push each other to an extreme. So I wonder like, where are other like powerful middle places you've experienced in this pandemic? Um, 
middle places. You know, you guys are dealing with such a, um, an important decision on opening your church up and what you're going to do and, and balance, balancing the, the people that are longing to come back and be in community in person. Um, and then the ones where that still, um, are scared or, or not just scared, but, uh, maybe understandably concerned to still stay at home and not expose themselves and expose some of their loved ones that may be at more of a risk. Um, so you're, I have an appreciation for how you guys are, are balancing that. And, um, I've noted, I've found that that balance is going to have to happen, uh, all across our community in our, in our schools. I've just been, um, sworn in to serve on the school board and, yeah. Yeah, uh, that I, I, I'm way to jump in at, at an easy street kind of time. No pressure. Why not? Uh, so I, I will tell you, I will tell you guys that we have some very caring, very uh, understanding and intentional um, people that are leading our schools right now. I feel very good about where we're headed and the, um, they understand the, the gravity of the situation and we we're trying to do what's best for the kids. And, um, so Melissa, you, you, you asked about the <clears throat> being central or being in the middle. Um, where we've got, we have parents that we have to think about in our, the parents of the kids. Uh, but in the end, we, we want to do what's best for the, the kids. And sometimes that means putting parents at, at um, maybe putting them in some spots that they don't want to, that they're not comfortable. Meaning that um, things with the schedule, let's say the calendar year you might when we might start up or different times of day uh it's going to put maybe a, some extra stresses on the parents as far as logistics and all of this but in the end we're wanting to do what's best for the kids mm-hmm. and uh, as so we're we're exploring how to keep our kids safe and at the same time uh you know, it, it would be nice if if everything could just go online and, and no one would, would ha- have to be exposed, but we know uh, that online education is, is beneficial. It's a tool in the tool belt, but there's nothing that can replace that personal interaction between teacher and child. Yeah. The relationship, as you all know, it's more than just imparting knowledge. Uh, mm-hmm. As pastors, you guys, y'all completely understand that it's not just about imparting knowledge. Um, there's that connection that's there between um, the teacher and the student that you can't replace just over on- online. So area, uh, that's a rambling answer, but it's another area that I'm finding um, that, that need for balance So mm-hmm. in the schools. 
well, I love it, holistic like that you know there's so many components that are being considered in weight and balance in the midst of that that I think is beautiful well and you've done a powerful job and I think in any time you have to make one of these very difficult decisions that impacts a bunch of people being clear on your values right and being clear on um the sort of the framework of the conversation and the framework of the decision and the competing, the tension, right? There's um, dissonance in, in a lot of, of what we're trying to make happen here, right? Um, across our community, across the world right now, um, you know, it, it can easily be distilled into a sound bite, but it probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, yes. It, it, nuance is our friend in this moment. Um, and, and I do think you name that the tension and the beauty of that place of nuance. Um, as you were sharing with us earlier, you were talking about how you meet parents at the car window, right? And, and over the years, I have, I love that the window is, is the epicenter of that connection because often when we are in community with people, we, I believe have, have God opens up a window, a window of connection to us. And it's our choice whether we're going to hop in and, and lean in or whether we're going to lean out right uh, into deeper community, deeper connection, deeper relationship. Um, and I love that the epicenter of a lot of your, your, your vocational ministry right now, right. Uh, is happening at a window, right. And it's a, I think it's, it's a God window, right. That, that is put there, and then you're choosing to lean into it. Um, you told me a couple of weeks ago, uh, the first week you were back about a couple of those early interactions. And, and for those that you don't know, Jason, you may not can see Jason. He, he is a good old Irish boy. Um, <laughs> yes. And as ginger as they come and you were committed and connected to people enough in that moment to not just do what was medically required. Right. But to the point where you went home with a sunburn <laughs> for, from that first day. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought that I would have to deal with sunburns as an orthodontist, but here we are. Hey, there you go. Uh, but I think God was present in the sunburn, right? Um, or at least he was for me when you told me the story. So You're in the uh, aloe vera gel that got applied afterwards. <laughs> yes, I, am. I, now, I now have, um, I now have uh, one of the parents actually last week was so concerned about me standing out in the sun that she gave me a small, um, a small container of sunblock. <laughs> she said nice. it was sitting in her truck um, and she handed it to me and said, here, you need this more than I do right now. So that's, that's the ministry of prevenient grace right there. <laughs> grace comes before the sunburn. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I would wonder, Jason, where uh, in the midst of this, have you found those God windows to open up those moments where sunburns can be a reminder of God's presence and love sort of in us and through us in the midst of this time? You know, two things I think have been impressed upon me in the past several months. And one of them is being I've become more aware of turning towards um, whatever God is doing in the moment. And mm. I'll give you an example. A few years ago, I got, I was, I was helping my parents move out of their rental, their new home. 
And I uh, went back to their rental home for one last load of various items that were just left out of boxes. And one of them was a, uh, a scale, a bathroom scale. So I was carrying the scale out and I, we were in the garage and my dad said, put that scale down. And I put it down. He said, now get on it. I bet you I weigh less than you do now. And I had, I had grown um, in, in more ways than just spiritually at the time. And uh, I got the story on the- of pandemic. <laughs> and I, I never thought that I would, I would have ever seen that number uh, based on my body type. I'm a, I'm a stick. Um, and I, I thought, you know, I need to get back in shape. Um, I'm getting older. I need to, I need to be healthier. So I went out and, and, um, trained for the Spartan. You guys know what the Spartan races mm-hmm. are? Yeah. So I, I did that. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was me and then a bunch of 23 year olds and it was, it was insane, but I did it anyways. And, I bring that up to say I, I, I got back to running a lot. And now, three years later, I've started to do it again, but I'm training for a triathlon. But what I've noticed, it, it just jumped out at me. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, that's not COVID-19, by the way. I've been tested. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, what, what I've noticed as I've been running around the neighborhoods that's different than three years ago is the smell of grills, the smell of food cooking. Mm. More people are, because of this, have started to do more cooking at home. And I, I smell these the, as, as I'm running throughout the neighborhoods. And it, it lit a, kind of lit a fire under me to start doing that again. And um, it, it was just a, such a great picture, a clear picture of people being at home with their families and being more intentional about uh, cooking at home and, and eating around the table together. And so that's been a real blessing, I think, in n- noticing that and maybe seeing where God's at work in families all across our town and hopefully our country and hopefully the world. Um, and, but I never would have thought about it <laughs> if I wasn't, intentional on turning towards it and thinking i mean i could have just smelled the steak on the grill and thought that smells good and kept running <clears throat> but where that came from i hope i think is and you guys have um already gone through this i mean you you've been doing podcasts recently on um on prayer right the breathing prayer and and silence and solitude and things well these are the things that i have found in the past six months or so and been much more intentional in my, in my, um, spiritual life. And it's reaped great fruit, um, especially silence and solitude, the regular practice of it. And, um, so this, this virus has, I won't say that I started during it, uh, but it has helped me really help ground myself in the practice. Um, when in the past I may have been gung ho on it for a couple weeks, three weeks, and then uh, trailed off. This has allowed me the time and space to really press in. And I think I could still be in the honeymoon phase with it. 
Uh, I'm not prideful enough to say, you know, I'm super awesome and it's going to be here every day of my life from here on out, but I'm hopeful that it will be because of the fruit that it's given. Yeah. I love that. That image is going to stick with me. Like the smell of grills Mm. while running like that particularity. I love it. I smoked a whole rack of ribs yesterday and they were so good. (laughs) On your Instagram story. Uh Abby ate four of them. My child ate more than I did. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes when you eat too much meat, you get the meat sweats. Kiefer, you don't know about this, but the rest of us do. Um, I remember. I don't miss them is what I'll say. Okay. Abby got the meat giggles yesterday. To where, you know, she just, just giggling without stopping because she just, I don't know. It may have had nothing to do with the meat, but it came after she ate four ribs and we made fun of her for it. And she just giggled and giggled and giggled and giggled. So that uh, brings us like to the perfect closing question, I think. So hmm. in the midst of these, like, I think it's been 73 days for a lot of Texans since we've like gone into quarantine. Um, what is the most like ridiculous story that has happened for your family that just made you laugh during this quarantine? Wow. I'm going to need you guys to entertain each other while I think about this for a couple of <laughs> So, so while you think about this, this is the one moment on the podcast where Kiefer has somebody who may be a bigger music nerd than he is. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we got, a, we got a competition here. So, uh, the, Kiefer's good. Oh, you got the uke? grab mine. How, how, do you like, how do you like my baritone uke, Kiefer? <laughs> if you guys on the podcast can't see this, sorry. I just held something up in front of the camera that you can't see. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, wait, wait another, Kiefer. I'm going to grab mine. All right. This moment um, will be a moment of joy for all of us. We need a ukulele battle. Y'all figure out what you're playing. Melissa and I are going to sit back. It, it, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to sit back. Now you have to do the talking. From what I okay. hear... From what I hear, this is appropriate for today. Uh, let's see. Right? Hey, it is. Is it Kiefer's birthday? It is Kiefer's oh birthday. Oh my gosh, it is. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to have to figure it out. That, I, oh. This is impromptu. <laughs> oh, I, just, I just remembered it's Kiefer's birthday, so now I'm trying to pick it out on the ukulele. There you go. Well, Melissa's got her ukulele. Maybe she can play happy birthday. Let's see. Uh, no? Okay. Without looking it up. The, uh... I pulled out the flute I could. Okay. Well, We're not going there. I guess I, I've got to think about this uh, crazy story. I got to laugh because, you know, I'm in my office at the church right now, and I, if we were home, I could pull out an oil can electric guitar with uh, a string missing that has not ever been officially played. Um, but there you go. <laughs> Jason is, just pulled out one, you know, just to mess with Daniel. Right. Mine was one of those GoFundMe things or Kickstarter or the Kickstarter where, um, you know, for 200 bucks, you could get this cool oil can guitar and you'll get it six months later or some crazy something. Cause wow. it's normally going to be 400 bucks. And I bought it determined that I was going to learn, but by the time it arrived, the passion had gone. And, um, you know, sometimes in stewardship sermons, I talk about the stupid expenditures we make and how we all have a stupid pile. And, you know, sometimes it's coffee, sometimes it's beverages, sometimes it's guitars, but that was the first one that I had ever purchased 
and had it arrive on the stupid pile before it ever showed up in my house. Um, so, you know. Well, I just thought of something. Okay. So part of our family activities over the past 70 whatever days was doing jigsaw puzzles, like the thousand piece ones. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And the, the older two kids, I have a, a, a girl that's about to be a sophomore in high school. And then I have a boy who is going into seventh grade. And then our little um, fiery redhead who is five years old. And the older two, um, I guess maybe they're just too cool to do a jigsaw mm. puzzle. Uh, it's just, that's so middle age for them. So <laughs> they, but the, the, the Ellie, uh, she wants to help dad, right? She's, she's all in. Well, we have a, uh, let's see, she's a little over a year old, <clears throat> um, miniature, uh, Aussie, and a little dog that is still, um, in full on puppy mode and will mm. eat anything. It doesn't matter. This, you know, the more, the less edible the thing is, the more she wants to eat it. Mm. And then, and then somehow expel it out of her body in some way. And Daniel, do you still want a dog right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Abby and Chloe need to listen to this conversation. I, I don't need convincing. Um, they're amazing. They're, they're such a, dogs are such wonderful apologetic that God loves us. Um, what I need is somebody else to raise a really good dog for five years, train them well, love on them well, and then give them to me. That, that's all I want. That's all I want. Oh, man. It's part of the journey. It's the destination. It's the journey that gets you to this. And I know. Here I am, a Methodist pastor, and you're laying out the journey of sanctification here with this dog, and I'm wanting. Well, anyways, we, Ellie, Ellie I, I impressed upon Ellie the, the importance of keeping all 1,000 puzzle pieces on the table. They cannot fall on the floor. Ellie, you can't grab one and take it to your room or that's going to cause like Enneagram one to freak out. So I, we were doing it. We were putting pieces in the puzzle and one of them fell on the floor. Well, our miniature Aussie is, man, that's, that's like a juice bacon just fell on the floor for her she wants to go after it and <clears throat> ellie me and one of the other kids uh jumped when it happened i i i kind of i don't know what ca came out of me it was something guttural um <laughs> it was because it was the danger right it was like a grenade with the pen just got pulled and thrown <laughs> The, and so I had, I was diving for the dog so that she wouldn't swallow it. And Ellie was diving for the puzzle piece. And it was, it was a scene like right out of Saving Private. Um, <laughs> that would have never, that scene would have never happened if COVID had not hit. Because we would not have discovered the greatness of the thousand piece jigsaw. Um, so there's a, there's a decent story. For there you me. go. Amen. Oh, Amen. Uh, and for that, we say thanks be to God, both the original moment and your reenactment retelling, all a gift 
from God. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We are so appreciative, not just of these 30 minutes that you've given us, but all that you are for our community and, and uh, the deep intentionality. You used that word several times today, but it deeply describes uh, how you live life and how you do your work and the way you seek to, to walk with God in the midst of that. And so uh, I'm thankful for that and know that our community is better uh, because you're with us and because you're here. So uh, we appreciate your time today and uh, we won't let Kiefer edit this too bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great editor. Thanks. Hey. Guys. Keep doing, keep, keep up the good work that you're doing in the community. I hey. really appreciate you. Thanks Jason. See ya. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for joining us today on the gather, grow, go podcast. I'm pastor Daniel. I'm pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. And now that we have gathered today, I want to give you an invitation to grow. Over the course of the podcast today, you heard a witness to what it looks like to be looking for the windows for people to speak into your life and for you to speak into other people's lives. I call that the God window, and it shows up each and every day. So my invitation for you in this time of pandemic is to be actively looking, looking for where the God window will show up in your day-to-day. It may require some sunscreen. It may require some intentionality, but God will make a way for you to deeply connect with somebody if you just look and listen. And as you go, receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out from your quarantine lives. May you go encountering a God that will meet you on your runs and the smell of barbecue. May you go encountering a Christ that will meet you in the joyous laughs and in the moments of real people's faces. And may you go knowing that the Holy Spirit will be with you every step of isolation and safely journeying back out to grocery stores and to orthodontist appointments and everything in between. May you go in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.